Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Only the fourth Met ever to have a 30 home run, 30 steal season. Lindor hits his second of the game, his third of the doubleheader. Number 30 for Lindor to tie up the game. All right, there you go. 30-30 for Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor with the home run. Gary Cole with the home run call. What a way to start the day. What a way to start the day. By the way, another great way to start the day is going to FanDuel.com slash boring. FanDuel.com slash boring because you'll get free money and then you'll win even more free money. Also, at BB isn't boring. Twitter account, Instagram account, producer Evan dominating the, the socials. Excellent stuff. Speaking of excellent stuff, the excellent stuff is coming from the world of baseball where you have unbelievable wild card playoff races right now let me break it down for you after houston beat seattle bench clearing uh brouhaha there involving julio rodriguez houston beat seattle they're a game and a half up on seattle right now heading into the crazy crazy weekend crazy last four days of the regular season in the national league Arizona, they've still won two in a row. They're two games up. They're in a pretty good spot. Now, it's where it gets interesting. The Cubs in Miami, deadlocked. 82 and 76, each team for the third wild card spot. The Cubs have lost two in a row. The 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 Marlins, they excuse me, they have won one. So that's going to be a fascinating race. Speaking of fascinating, the playoffs are always fascinating. And I always found the dynamic of a pitcher stepping up and just dominating through the postseason as just such a signature thing in every single postseason. We can talk about Madison Bumgarner. We talk about Josh Beckett. We can talk about a ton of different guys. But I wanted to find who was going to be this guy, that guy this year. And I think I might have found him. 
And his name is Zach Eflin. So not only did I talk to Zach Eflin about going in the postseason this year, but I talked to Kyle Snyder, baseballs and borings, one of the, our favorite pitching coaches. Excellent, excellent insight, excellent personality. And just you're going to want to listen to Kyle Snyder talk about the postseason and what the Rays have learned heading into this one. But more importantly, his perspective, and he pivoted really quick to Zach Eflin, but his perspective of Eflin. Eflin last year was in the postseason with the Phillies, but as a reliever this year, he is the number one starter for the Rays. And if you listen to Kyle Snyder, he thinks that this is the guy that we were talking about before. The guy who can say, jump on my back, guys. Here we go. I, every, t- every start I go out there, we're going to win this game. <clears throat> We've seen it before. We've Kyle Snyder saw it when he was playing with the Red Sox with Beckett in 2007. So, you know, this is uh, this is a dynamic which everybody should keep an eye on. Who is going to be that pitcher? Just because just because you're the best pitcher in the regular season doesn't mean you have the mentality to do what it takes to just to lock it down in the postseason. But you listen to Snyder, he thinks Eflin's a guy, and then you listen to Eflin. I think that he might be the guy because of the experience he got last year, really good in the postseason after learning the lesson early on. I'm sorry, really good in the World Series after learning the lesson early on in the postseason. So you be the judge, all right? But we're going to throw it out there. Zach Eflin might be the secret weapon the entire postseason. We're going to start with Kyle Snyder, then we'll get to Zach Eflin after him. Rate, rate review, subscribe, at BB isn't boring once again. Here you go. Here it's Kyle Snyder, followed up by Zach Eflin. All right, baseball's and boring's favorite pitching coach. <laughs> um, how are you? Feeling good heading into the postseason? Feeling good, definitely, yeah. yeah. You know, trying to, you know, line some things up here over the next four games, you know, to prepare ourselves for Tuesday. Um, if by chance we're not capable of running down Baltimore and winning the next four and, and, and backing in on that end of it. But, yeah, I think, I think where our guys are um, – is where you hope that they would be, you know, just ready, primed, you know, firing on all cylinders, getting ready to play the most meaningful games of the year. When we talked last time, we had a great conversation about a lot of different things. One of them, I think, was preparing for this moment and sort of learning from things that have happened before and adjusting. I don't know if you can say, but what are some of the things that you sort of learned and, and adjusted heading into this postseason? So... Um, I think one of the things that, you know, and, and Kevin and I will talk about this too, like a lot, is is making sure that some of the younger players that might not have experienced this get, an, get to experience games that actually mean something, all right? And I don't want to overuse the word meaningful games, but like, you know, October's different. You know, I mean, you went from 2020 and we were able to make the World Series, but you didn't have fans. You didn't have that added dynamic, right? But preparing... You know, a lot of these guys that, you know, we're going to count on and, 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 and are going to have a lot to do with the success that we have in October to get them into those environments uh, so they can kind of feel that and, and, and know what that's like to, to manage themselves and um, and just take it from there. But outside of that, you know, I, it's just making sure you're giving them the best opportunity to be at full strength when it matters most. It's easier, I would imagine it's easier said than done because, like you said, it's like, okay, what you did in the regular season worked. But now, and you guys a couple years ago came into Fenway, it's nutty, right? Yep. And 
Well, no, no, just stick with what you're doing. It works. Right. But then you're like, I have to do better because this is a postseason. Right. I mean, the, the environment changes. There's nothing that we can do about that. Yeah. The best we can do is understand that and, and do our best to prepare the player for it. Right. You know, but um, it, it, there's nuance to kind of how you approach each guy and. And, and what you feel like their their limitations may be, or if this guy is probably going to be capable of this because, you know, he's got the, the low heart rate. He, you know, he, he believes in who he is, and, and, and he thrives in, in, in situations like this, right? You know, trying to figure out who those guys are for those big moments. But um, just feel really fortunate to be back in a position where, you know, where we got a chance to play postseason baseball for a fifth consecutive year, and, you know, and honored to be part of the club. I'm so I'm glad to talk with you for multiple reasons, but also because you can relate to like I was just talking to Zach Eflin, and when I mentioned Josh Beck and John last year, he has no idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> right? right? Mm-hmm. But my, my point was like I love the guy or the guys who say get on my back. I'm making a run through the postseason and right. starting switcher, right? You witnessed it. Oh yeah, sure, firsthand. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it is. Like, holy mackerel, it seems like these guys just get in the zone. And, and not only Bumgarner was that way. Yep. And, um, what did, is there anything, first of all, like, how awesome as a pitching coach would that be, number one? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, are you kidding me? Like, I, it's, I, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of those guys, both as a coach and, and what was the, a What was the most impressive, what was the thing that, what was the one that you're like, I can't believe this is happening? He's that dominant. Charlie Morton in the postseason for us couple of years was was just I mean he was as advertised right I yeah. mean just just the big moment never got too big for him um, he pitched a wild card game in Oakland I don't even know what the attendance was in 19 for that wild card game but it was just a single wild card game at the time there might have been 70,000 fans in there it might have it could be one of the louder games I've really been a part of yes in Oakland Coliseum um, and to see him go out there and do what he did, he was carrying 97 after the biggest workload of his his regular season career, <laughs> yeah. you know. And uh, there's a lot of that in Zach Eflin too, though, you know. That's, and, well, that's what I was getting in with him. The, like, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of that in him. Um, you know, he levels the mountains and the valleys as well as anybody that I've been around. But he's about as quietly competitive as anybody as I've been around as well. There are some similarities, in my opinion, between him and Charlie. Um, and I look forward to seeing, you know, uh, Zach in a starting role in a postseason. Yeah, you um, mentioned that, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good that he sort of got integrated a little bit, you know. That's right. Oh, and he, and he, and he played in a tough environment yeah. for, for the first six years of his career, right? Yeah. Where expectations are rather lofty in Philly, and, you know, but he got a chance to, you know, to get to the World Series in a different role. But now he's in the role that, you know, I think he would prefer. And um, we, we certainly... Uh, you know, pursued him in, and, and he's had a fantastic regular season. Just looking forward to seeing what another month will bring for him. Did you see it coming with Charlie? I mean, you, I, I don't know, like, for, you know, going back when teams that I was around with you, you know, the Beckett and the last yeah. years, and maybe you saw it coming. But I, I saw it coming with Charlie only because he had some similar success at already with, with Houston. So to see it when Charlie came in in 19 and 20, it was, I don't want to say it was expected, but that was essentially part of the reason we were acquiring. Right. Right. And the influence that he has on other younger, impressionable players that maybe have not been there yet. You know, just the way that he goes about his business. I mean, you hear a lot of these pitchers talk about, um, you know, the way Zach goes about his business. You 
know, the way he handles himself on the mound. You know, Taj Bradley, one of our younger starters, um, you know, just is really impressed with just kind of how he carries himself and how he handles himself between the lines from pitch to pitch, not getting too emotional on things. And, you know, those are the types of calm, confident, you know, stars that, you know, that you do get on the back of, right, at the yeah. end of the day and, and, and let them take you to the promised land. How, like, obviously it's important, but how important is it? Like, we look at, we can go through the World Series winners, and usually almost all of them have that guy. Right. And there's some World Series participants who don't have that guy. Sure. Right? So, to find that guy, and maybe it won't even be, I mean, sometimes it comes out of nowhere, right? Right. But how important it is to, to find that guy from your perspective? Because it's not only not only performance, it's innings, protecting the bullpen, all yep. of that, right? Well, and it's also the, the feeling in the dugout that can be palpable about the expectation to win. You know a guy's going out there, oh, yeah. and there's and you feel it, all right? If you're a player, if you're staff, if you're behind him in the field, it doesn't matter. If you're out in the bullpen and you're one of the, you know, the bullpen guys, like, you come to the field that day knowing you got a really sh- good shot at winning. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and those are the types of things I think might get missed at times, you know, but that feeling is literally in here, and you can, I mean, it is, you, feel, you can touch it. And, and I think those are the things that really kind of stand out and how powerful something like that can be. For a pitching coach, that must be good because you don't have to bob and weave your way exactly through a game. Right. You can bob your weaving way through other guys. Sure. But you're like, okay, go get them, right? That's it, right. I mean, it's just pure encouragement. You get involved when it's necessary, but for the most part, I'm going to get out of his way, let him go do his thing, um, and really enjoy the whole process. When you played, who was the guy? What was your... I mean, shoot... Um, what, what, what Josh Beckett did in 2007 in October, I, I, I just, I think just about everything else that I've witnessed or been a part of probably pales in comparison. So, you know, so when you were saying that about you know that guy, remember game down 3 1 in Cleveland. Yeah. Right? Down 3 1 in Cleveland, uh, you know, Manny says it's not the end of the world if we lose. Ortiz gives the speed. Yep. Um, but in CC Sabathia, the guy who's going to win the Cy Young that year, is pitching. It's crazy. You're down three one. You're facing CC Sabathia, and Beckett. I, it, I, that's the thing that probably like when you got when you went into that game, we're like okay, like we can have all this stuff, but Beckett's Beckett. Yep. You know, and he had already made that run up through there, and it's not only that he had been pitching well, but to your point. It's the mentality of it, too, right? That's right. It's the mentality. It's the belief system that everybody has that's involved. And he knew it. He might have even had said it. But if we, we won that game, we were coming here, and we knew we were going to take it. Right. Oh, when, when that game in Cleveland's done, you won the next two games. And I, I think everybody was very well aware of that. And probably nobody more than Josh. But at the end of the day... What he did to get us back here, you know, won us that World Series. And his girlfriend sang the, or ex-girlfriend sang the National Anthem. Yeah. I mean, that was the ultimate test. Yeah, that was. <laughs> nice. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was an impressive move on Cleveland's part, but I don't think it worked. No, it didn't work. You listen, when, when, you, when that doesn't work, you might If anything, you fueled him a little, I think, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. So. Uh, so, from, as a, as a, having gone through this as a pitching coach, what have you learned? What, what have you learned in terms of coaching through, because it's, you know, I would imagine it's different, you know, but coaching through a postseason run. Um, that I have a lot to learn yet. 
<laughs> I'll say that. Um, these games and certainly the gravity of them, you know, uh, it, it, it's as fun. It's, it's it's the most fun you can have as a staff member when you're able to, to get to the point where you're playing games that that could potentially lead you to a world championship. But um, I got a lot more to learn on certain things. But I think a lot of the things that we've done over the last five years to better prepare us, you know, I think are are, are going to continue to serve us well. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's got it licked in terms of what's the actual, you know, what. What do we need to learn to get better, to better prepare these guys for when it matters most? Um, you just have to be open to things, and, and I think the relationships matter more this time of the year than they matter at any other point in the season. Really? You need the transparency, right? It's it's necessary. You need to know that, you know, where guys stand and where they stand physically. And, and if, if the relationships are strong, you know, then this kind of has a cascading effect where it's just like everybody's just letting you know where they are what they need you know unfortunately when you know we can get to a position where you know we can line them up to know that they're actually full strength on game one of the, of the postseason um I, I think it puts everybody in a, in a position of just feeling confident and 10 foot tall and and, and those are always the goals for yeah because listen i mean you win as many games as you don't have you have the talent that's right you have the talent so I, I was going to ask this, which is more important, the talent or mentality. I think that at this point, it's almost probably mentality. Yeah. Because, like, all these teams who have gotten there probably have enough talent to, to get where you want to go. That's right. So. Yeah, I, I, the mentality, the, you know, the it, it, the fortitude, the, the understanding what's in front of you and, 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 and facing it head on, that's that's all part of the competitive nature, you know. Um you know that these guys along just with themselves will cultivate yeah. you know but you know they've been waiting for the last few weeks too like I know. just to play meaningful games down the stretch right i mean they understand there's management leading up to that point but when it's time to go it's time to go and and this group is certainly prepared for that. you as a as i love the scouting report stuff i love it like cuz there's always something that comes up sure like oh like we noticed this you know, Matt Holiday got picked off because we saw this or whatever. Sure. When does that? Do you? I know that you don't definitively know who you're going to play, right? But have you started sort of looking into it a little bit? From your perspective, how does that happen? Where is that at right now? Well, he, 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 as you pointed out, I mean, it looks like there's a good chance it'll be Toronto. Um, the next couple of days could change that with Houston winning and Toronto losing. But at the end of the day. You want to be sure that you're getting out in front of it as much as you can, without chasing your tail too much. So it's a little <laughs> yeah, bit, it's, yeah. right? It's a little bit of wanna, a balance. You don't want to crumple up the stuff and throw That's it in right. the trash. That's right, and, and you, know, you don't want to fill your mind with a bunch of unnecessary stuff too. So um, I think once we figure out who that is, um, that the time will be allocated properly. You know, to, to to start diving into a lot of those things prior to prepping these guys for that advanced meeting, but. Um, I'm fortunate enough to work for a really intelligent organization that, that, that's going to feed us with a lot of valuable information. And it's just a matter of taking that information and, and distilling it down so that it's uh, it's easy to understand and, and, and easier to put in action. The last question is, you know, I'm going to ask you how you feel. And I know that, like, I feel great. Like, but, I mean, you've been through this now. You know, like, when you feel good and when you kind of feel good, when you really feel good. Yep. And you've also had, listen, you, you lost your best, the best starter in the American League. Yep. 
and you, you, your bullpen has evolved, but you've come out of a lot of that, it seems like, from afar, and it seems like you've sort of landed in a good place. So I don't, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm answering the question for you, but how do you feel compared to like other runs that you went on? Just as good. Yeah. yeah we, we have the personnel to make this run. Like what we did in 2020 with a younger group, even the odd circumstances, given that it was the pandemic shortened season, um, these guys are all that and then some in terms of being able to put a run like that together, suppress runs at a historic level, and, 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 and make a deep run in October. All right, despite what Manny says, it is a big deal. So, yes. so yeah. it's, it is, it's a big deal, and, a, and these guys all recognize that, and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching them do that. Right. Um, so having gone through the postseason, it's a lot of newbies, right? <laughs> um, the last year was your first time, right? Yep. Okay. So, so it's a great perspective. So what is the thing that you didn't know that when you got into it, you didn't know? Um, that's a great question, honestly. I think it's just more so like the crowd and just the energy and environment that you that you're in um, some places are hostile some places are just pure old school class it's it's crazy how much like different stadiums and teams differentiate but um, it, it was a lot of fun and uh, I think we're all just looking forward to kind of that buzz around the playoffs and feeling I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Energy from the crowds. It's, it's one of these things. So I just was in L.A. I was talking to Colton Wong. Colton Wong gets picked off as a 22-year-old to end the World Series game. The next year, he comes back and hits these home runs. It's like, it's such a, like, defining stuff, which, I mean, when you're going into the first time, I don't know if that's if that's in your mind, because you had to define, like, you were awesome in the World Series. I mean, you, you're a great World Series pitcher. You know, it's a great start. So I don't know if that's entering your mind when you go into it if it's an not an ad and pressure but something in your mind um not entirely i think honestly if you treat it like any other game it's just a game of baseball and i think um we were so good last year because we didn't put any added pressure on, on our team with the Phillies. um we kind of just went into there expecting to win and taking the crowd out of it and just obviously using it to our, our advantage in philly but um just being able to go out there and trust each other play with each other and just go out and try and win a baseball game and keep it as simple as possible and you know all of a sudden cool things started happening <laughs> cool things did happen that's another thing though the vibe that you had going in right we tried to try to crap capture that Justin Turner said the Dodgers 111 wins they're like well in hindsight we probably should have played for something before yeah. but you guys <laughs> felt great going in right oh, absolutely our, our goal in the last series of the year was just to squeak in the back door you know just give us a chance because we knew if we got in we were going to play good baseball and, and um, you know start playing as hard as we could and um, obviously we kind of just clicked there in the postseason. Um, you know, it felt like we got closer as a team. We started playing a lot better baseball. Um, it's just, you know, sometimes magical runs like that happen, you know. It's not apples to apples, but you guys have been playing for something here, right? Do you get that same vibe? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah do you? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we've won so many games this year. Um, just the way that this team wins and consistently gets put on their, on their back when we get back up and, and just continue to go out there and 
doesn't matter really who we call up or whatever they fit right into our team um, with the chemistry that we have here so it's exactly kind of a culture that you need for October baseball and adversity is a thing man like adversity is like to, to come through adverse I think in the postseason it, it means something when you get there right oh without a doubt yeah. um, you know having, having to pitch through hard moments throughout the year is going to prepare you for obviously the playoffs I gave up a three run homer to Matt Olson in the AL or the NL uh, DS last year and that kind of like taught me you know moving forward just how to kind of go about the situation in the playoffs and it helped me in the World Series and you know you consistently this game is a a game of failure so it's consistently being pushed up against the wall but it's the guys who get back up and continue to persevere that you know you're the cold Wong thing within a couple of weeks or a week but I mean but but it's so I have to ask so like what was the lesson you learned like you said okay you know I learned from that and then I went on and, and did really well in the world. So, so what was the thing? Yeah, just not making the moment bigger than it is. Um, I think it's really easy to get mental with it or let the situation build up. And all of a sudden you're, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person on the mound and this is the playoffs and everybody's watching. But once you dummy it down, it's just a game of baseball. We've been playing since we were four years old. Um, so there's really no added pressure or added anxiety or anything. You just go out and try and do your job and see what happens. The last thing is, is you know, I've in postseason I've had this, and not maybe this isn't the case a lot now as it used to be, but starting pitchers who have just like get on my back, guys, right? They just get in unbelievable roles, and I could rattle them off, you know, Bumgarner, Beckett, Lester, you know, whoever it is. And you're going to have that opportunity. I mean, I don't imagine, and you saw a little bit of it last year. As a pitcher, that must, the idea of that must be so awesome. I mean, I'm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's ex- extremely exciting yeah. to be able to put our in a position to play in October is awesome. Um, it's going to be fun to go around and be able to start the game as opposed to being in the bullpen. Yeah. But we're looking forward to it. We're ready to have some fun. Are you, uh, so it's a, what's the excitement level for you, like you said, now compared to last year? Because like you said, you're, you're in a different spot. Did a completely different spot. I don't even know if I can relate the two. Last year, I didn't get, I was injured for three months and I didn't get back till the end of September. And all of a sudden, I go out there and save the game the last series to get my first career save and we go to the play. I clinched the same day, and I saved a wild card game. Um, so it's a little different, right? Because I was a reliever last year. Um, I think I'll have more time to prepare, obviously, for this, yeah. this time. Just go around because I was just blindsided by everything last year, <laughs> which uh, might not have been a bad. I don't know. No, maybe, no, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. just, I was so thankful I was able to come back and pitch. That was the biggest thing. But um, I don't know. It's hard to hard to relate those. I'm really excited. We have an awesome team, great chemistry, and we're looking forward to playing baseball. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate that. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.